This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Felicita. This is Sylvia. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Good morning, Sylvia. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. I have a prayer request. Okay. Um, I would like a prayer request, prayer for my, uh, the family of Gus, G-U-S, and my sister Sarita. It's her fiance that passed away a couple of weeks ago, and they were planning to be married in six months from now. So I just want prayer for my, for Gus and his family, and my sister, Sarita. Okay. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I'm sorry for the loss. I condone it. Glory, mercy, Eva, mercy, 
Happy Wednesday, Sister Yvonne. Good morning. God's got our back. Amen. Good morning, Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Good oh, morning, Sister Good Stephanie. M- Have a wonderful yeah. Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Ste- Stephanie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Bella Happy Wednesday. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. All right. Hey, going on mute. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning. This is Kedra. Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, Auntie Doris Legs, she is walking and the COVID is gone. She will be home on Friday. So to God be the glory. Thank you for the prayers of the saints. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I love that praise report. Awesome. Good morning. This is Kim. Happy Wednesday. And I have a prayer request. I go to uh, my sentencing hearing on this Friday, and I feel the victory already. I recognize, um, you know, God has been moving in this process. I'm so grateful to everyone on this call for their prayers only because it's changed me. God is still the same. He already had the same plan, but I I do solicit prayer. Thank you all so much. Have a great day. Okay. Can you repeat your name, please? Oh, this is Kim. Oh, hi, Kim. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Good to hear yourself. You too, beautiful lady. I have a um, a, a praise report. Um, I just want to thank everybody for praying for me. I got my offer letter from Delta, so um, I passed all the background and the Homeland Security stuff, um, and I'm just waiting for them to send me my schedule now. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for always encouraging me and lifting me up in prayer. Awesome, awesome news, and congratulations. Good morning. I have a prayer request, too. I mean, a prayer request. I'm sorry. I've been up since 3 o'clock. I have a testimony, too. This is Sister Sylvia. My granddaughter came home from Howard after uh, first year and 4.0 student, and she's working at the Oakland Police Department as a cadet. And, uh, oh, before. Yeah, before Christmas vacation, she came home. Somebody stole her car, her first car outside her house in Vallejo, and she used oh. her parents. She came home for the summer. Her her biological dad gave her, let her use his truck, and they stole that one, too, a few days ago. Oh. So it was devastated in tears. Why is all this happening? First, she said, maybe God is trying to tell me something, you know, or prevent something from me in the car. And she's crying, and then she starts saying, but why does this keep happening to me, you know? And so I just talked to her and ministered to her and, you know, just told the people, you know, are selfish and believe, you know, things belong to them, but it, it's not her personally. And just pray on it, 
and yesterday they found her car. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And it's so she has her card back. And she told me that she had been praying. I said, I was praying for you. She said, I was praying too. And I said, see, prayer works. Thank you. Awesome testimony. Wonderful. Thank you. And and she's interning with the Oakland Police Department? Is that what you were saying? No, this is a paid position. It's not an internship. Oh, okay. They hired. Yeah, but it's cadet. Oakland Police Department? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Okay. She's an actual cadet. Awesome. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. Yes, good morning. Sorry. My name is Tammy. My name is Tammy, and... I've been um, listening to you guys going on a month now, and I would like a um, prayer request of finding a new placement. I'm looking in um, Pittsburgh because Vallejo, where I live at, is really bad. So I need a new placement. My doctor told me that I need to move closer to my family members, um, which is in Antioch. So I did go out and do applications, and I did one in Pittsburgh at DeAnza Gardens. So I want um, a prayer request for that, that I get the um, apartment. (laughs) Okay, got it it down. And who invited you, Tammy? Sylvia from, um, I'm from um, First um, Baptist Church in um, Vallejo. Oh, wonderful. Good to hear you sound, and I'm glad you called in. (laughs) And I hope you continue to call. Welcome. I will. Yeah, um, um, Oh, I'm sorry. There was a little bit of background uh, noise. What, what did you just say, Tammy? The prayer I'll be doing is real powerful. Oh. Good morning. It's Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. I got a prayer request last night at my apartment building in San Francisco. Uh, I was woken up by the police. Um, I heard some shots. I thought it was firecrackers, and it was not. It shot a hole by my apartment in the wall. But thank God, God covered me with his blood. So I'm thanking Jesus, but the next door neighbors, they shot out their windows. So just pray for these young men that's doing these foolish things and just have somebody to help them to see that God is good and that they need the Lord. And then nobody was hurt. Thank God. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> okay, God, thank you for your protection. So pray yeah. for the young men to have these guns in their hand and just around me just shooting. But my window, it went through my uh, linen closet instead of my bedroom window. Yes, yeah, so I thank God. Thank you, yeah. Jesus, who protected you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on you, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. 
We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us during the month of June where our monthly theme is entitled Sanctification Set Apart. All of the declarations will focus on the importance of sanctification and being set apart to do and hear the will of God so that you can execute his plan for you. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests, spoken prayer requests, and praise reports. The first one is from Sister Sylvia, and she's asking for prayer for the family of Gus. Her her sister, Sarita's fiancé, passed away a few weeks ago. So we want to lift them up and pray for peace and comfort to be upon them. She also has a a praise report. Excuse me. Her granddaughter recently came home from college, and she had a 4.0 GPA which is awesome, and she's going to be a cadet with the Oakland Police Department, and um, her car was recently returned after being stolen, so let's just praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Kedra um, has a praise report. Her auntie Doris is now walking, and she will be returning home soon. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Kim has... uh, is claiming victory. She her sentencing hearing is this Friday. So, um, but she is already claiming victory. So we praise God for that, and um, we're going to believe that everything's going to work in her favor in Jesus' name. Sister Tracy um, recently received her offer letter from Delta Airlines, and she passed a background. So that's awesome. Uh, Tammy, who um, this was her first time requesting a prayer request, and she's new to the call. Uh, Her name is Tammy, and she's asking for prayer for um, a placement in Antioch. Um, She's currently living, I forgot what city she's in, but she'd like to move to Antioch and be closer to family. Uh, Lisa um, has a praise report. God covered her. Um, after a, a nearby shooting that hit the building that she she lives in. And um, she's also asking for prayer for um, the, the violence in the area to subside, the gun violence to subside, um, to stop in her area in Jesus' name. We know there's nothing too hard for God. And one more prayer request. Um, 
Sister Rochelle is asking for prayer for her son, little Derek. Um, let's pray for mental health for him. And that's um, Sister Rochelle's son, Derek, little Derek. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration will be brought by Dion. And then the host and comments will be host and then the closing comments will be hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until, until instructed to come off from mute. I now pass the call to Tanya. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, and I know Valestation has already asked this, but I'm going to ask one more time if you would check your phones to make sure that they're on mute. And we are going to do something a little different this morning, and it's might cause you to feel a little uncomfortable, and that's okay. We are going to take time to just pause and allow God to speak to us. So there will be some time of silence, but please don't use that time to, you know, check your phones for a break. That's a time for us to be quiet, um, to listen to the voice of God, um, so that we're not just having a one-way conversation this morning. Um and we are going to have corporate praise. I will be directing you. So it's really important that you listen and that you not pray louder um, than you hear me speak because you won't be able to hear. So I hope that's really um, clear to you guys. Um, and just listen. That's all I'm asking you to do this morning is to listen. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary, Lord, for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, and with thanksgiving, I'll be a Sanctuary, Lord, for you. Father, we want to thank you this morning because you've given us the right to come humbly but boldly before your throne of grace. God, this morning we are seeking you to obtain mercy, brand new mercy this morning. We thank you, God, that according to your word, <clears throat> that you sanctified and justified us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the 
spirit of God. Thank you for your word that says, sanctify them in the truth, for your word is truth, not rules and regulations and what we wear and how we sit. None of those things sanctify us. Your word is what sanctifies us. Father, we thank you for blessing Sylvia's granddaughter um, to return from college safely. We thank you, God, that her focus has been on her academics and that you've blessed her to receive or to earn a 4.0 while she's studying at a historical black college and university. God, and we thank you for the return of her car, but most of all, we thank you for the lesson that her grandmother taught her about praying and seeking your face. Lord, we lift up the Gus family and their loss and ask that you would, Holy Spirit, that you would comfort them only as you can. Thank you, God, that Auntie Dorothy is walking better and that she's improving enough to be able to return home. Thank you for those that have been given the charge over caring for her, Lord, so that she can be in her home and live out her latter days in her home. God, we praise you and thank you for victory in Kim's life, for the upcoming um, trial that she has or, or sentencing that she has on Friday. God, we thank you that it's already settled in heaven. God, we give your name the praise, we give your name the glory, and we give your name the honor for the triumph, for the victory, Lord Jesus, that she already has. Thank you, God, for Tracy, that she's passed one phase of her hire, the hiring process, and thank you, God, um, that you'll give her the desires of her heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're in control of the decision makers. We lift up our sister, Tammy, who is seeking housing in a specific area. We know that as believers, housing is a benefit um, to those that are a part of your kingdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that she desires to be closer to her family in an area in Antioch. And Lord Jesus, wherever that is, that it will be safe and it will be affordable for her. She has her desires and she's already stated them. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for honoring her request. God, we celebrate you this morning that our beloved sister, hey, hey, Lisa, ah, we're not mourning her death this morning and we're not praying for a miracle because of gun violence. But God, we thank you this morning that you blessed her. Hallelujah. That bullet didn't have her name on it. Hallelujah. It didn't have the name of her neighbors on it. God, that it, it went into a wall or shattered a window. But oh God, we bless you and we thank you this morning for your keeping power. Hallelujah. We lift up, oh God, little Derek to you this morning. We thank you, oh God, for the peace that surpasses all understanding. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus, for peace. Hallelujah. Unspeakable and full of glory. Thank you for his mom that's calling out his name. Hallelujah. And that's believing God and standing in the gap for him this morning, God. We stand in the gap with her this morning, God, as we intercede on behalf of Derek and all of those that have given testimonies, praise testimonies this morning. And for those that have answered or asked for prayer requests, God, we thank you that they had the mind to speak up and speak out. Lord Jesus, there are requests that were unspoken 
on the call this morning. They're going through the minds of your people. Hallelujah. They didn't get a chance to open their mouths or maybe uh, whatever the situation is, they didn't feel comfortable saying anything, but you know, oh God, what the needs are. Hallelujah. God, we lift up those unspoken requests. Hallelujah. Because you honor those as well. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you this morning for our children. Your word says to suffer the little children to come unto me. Hallelujah. In other words, we should not forbid them to come to you, God. We should train them up. We should teach them about how important it is to include you in their lives, to pray. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that you've blessed them throughout the school year. We lift up the parents hallelujah, who were, her babies have been taken from them because of violence, because of gun violence. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would comfort them, hallelujah, only as you can. You know, Lord Jesus, what they're going through. You know what they're facing. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you comfort their hearts. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for those of us that are blessed to still have our children, our grandchildren, our nieces and our nephews with us. Lord Jesus, that we don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. When we feel like they're getting on our nerves, God, that you give us the mind to quiet ourselves and to pray, Lord Jesus, and to teach them how to pray and that we pray over them daily. Protect them throughout the summer, God, as they um, are, some of them will be left at home because we have to go to work or what have you. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you protect them, that you would give them the mind to be obedient. God, that you would give us the mind to feed them the word. We lift up marriages. Your word says, and, and those that desire to be married, your word says that the bed is honorable and the bed is undefiled. So, Lord Jesus, I want to lift up couples that are dealing with um, contention and confusion and things that are um, that are causing them, them to consider divorce or separation. God, I thank you for the spirit of unity. I thank you for the spirit of peace and harmony, Lord Jesus, that settles in their marriage. And I praise you, Jesus, for the, those that are looking for spouses or not looking for, but that want to be married. I, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, that you would honor their requests as they uh, maintain themselves and that they keep themselves sanctified, pure and holy before you, God. I lift up the sick and the afflicted, for your word says that if there be any sick among us, let us call on the elders. Thank you that healing is our right as your children. I thank you that we are have the benefit of healing based upon the work that you did, Jesus, on the cross through the shedding of blood. I thank you, Lord God, for your healing power against cancer and lupus, arthritis and migraines, glaucoma, COVID, and all manner of sickness and disease. Lord Jesus, I lift up our politicians this morning. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for those that are have made a decision that they want to lead our cities, our counties, um, our states. And even internationally, Lord Jesus, you directed us to pray for those in authority that they can that so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, for giving them the direction necessary to lead our country. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that there are certain things that are happening within our government, within our infrastructure that are that is preparing us for the end times. Hallelujah. We will not be swayed. We will not be discouraged because of in the inflated prices that we're experiencing right now. Knowing God that you promise to supply every 
single one of our needs. It doesn't matter how much the gas is. It doesn't matter how much the food is. It doesn't matter how much our utilities are. You promise to supply our needs. So whether the money comes from a mysterious checks in the mail or increased bank deposits or because the companies made a mistake and they made our zeroed out our balances, it doesn't matter. We don't have control. We just believe you, God, that you will supply every single one of our needs. So as we prepare to put our to remain on mute, we want to give you these next few minutes, Lord Jesus. We want to offer this time in quiet, silent, listening for your voice, not being disturbed. We bring every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. And for the next two minutes, we're going to be quiet and silent as we listen for your direction. Please mute your phone, whoever just coughed and cleared your throat. Thirty more seconds. Thank you, Father, we honor you. We honor you for this silence, as uncomfortable as it may have been. Thank you that you spoke to those that 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 were obedient, those that listened for your voice. And as we prepare to take our phones off of me, Lord, we run hard. We run fast and heavy into your arms. Ah, God, we take our phones off mute, giving you praise as if our life depends on it, because it did. It does. 
Ah, God, we celebrate you for all that you've done. We celebrate you for the words that you've done. We celebrate you for prayers and blessings. We celebrate your great name. We thank you, God. We thank you. Please don't please. Please open your mouth and praise God for what he's done. Praise God for what he's doing. Praise God for what he's going to do. God, we thank you for your name. We give your name praise. from one location to the next, please just double check um, your phone. 
uh, to ensure that we maintain the integrity of the call. Deanna, call is in your hand. Amen, amen, and God be praised this beautiful Wednesday morning. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning. And again, happy Wednesday to each of you. Just a quick reminder, there are still folks that aren't muted just yet. If you just joined the call, go ahead and take just a moment to take a quick glance at your phone. Make sure, check, double check, triple check, quadruple check to ensure that your line is muted just to protect the integrity of the call. Happy Wednesday, you guys. It is our set fast day today um, of really learning how to live a fasted life. How about that? Um, it, it, it is a, a beautiful gift this morning to even be able to greet you. I thank God for uh, his hand. I thank him for his kindness. I thank him that he is Rafa. Um, I am excited about today's fast as I absolutely have been in a place of refreshing in spite of uh, my my prognosis last uh, Wednesday. Right after I shared, I began to feel ill. And so I've been uh, recovering from a, a positive COVID test and the beautiful thing is it wasn't even that bad. Praise Jesus. I thank God for his hand on my life. Um, and still just finally getting to a place where my test came back negative this morning. So, yay, thank you, Jesus, that not only did I survive it, but I had an amazing time even in the Lord and just quiet and solitude and an opportunity just to um, literally be set apart. And so, again, today is our set fasting day. Um, I know I need it uh, just for a little bit of a refreshing before I enter back into <laughs> into the world and, uh, and just continue the going on of our day. <clears throat> so we are still yet in the title, Sanctification. And I thank God for uh, Bev on yesterday and Miss Barbara on Monday. Here I am just to follow up. And I listened to a teaching yesterday, which inspired what I'll be sharing on today. And uh, if I were to title it, it would be called, Yeah, Do That. <laughs> Y'all know I play too much. And I, I try to find the simplest ways to share the word of God so that it is applicable to modern day living, to today. I try to share in such a way that not only is it relatable, but that a two-year-old can understand it. I try to share it in such a way that you can take some of what is taught in this morning's teaching and apply it to your life today so that not only you can live, but so that you can thrive in understanding that literally you are a dual citizen. You have dual citizenship. You have a native language. You have the language of the courts. You have the language of the land. But more than anything, there there is an art to sharing the word of God 
in such a way that you are empowered uh, to walk and operate in the dominion that we are called to walk in with conviction and authority, with uh, fervor and tenacity, to walk in it in such a way that it becomes contagious, right? Uh, Our responsibility as kingdom citizens is to be demonstrative of the power of God. Uh, I refuse to live a powerless life because I have a legalistic perspective. Did you know that you can uh, read so much it'll make you a fool? I don't want to be a fool. I want to live a free, tenacious life that is full of intentionality and purpose and driven by the truth of the word of God. I thank God that we are children of light and that uh, we have the ability to impact every single atmosphere we are injected into, every single atmosphere that we are introduced to, you, yep, you, you, you right there. Yeah, touch yourself and say, me? Absolutely, yeah, do that, okay? So again, yeah, do that. So that will be the thing that you ponder uh, just as you go throughout the course of your day. When you have the ability to make an active decision that will do one of two things, either empower you uh, to empower others, or stagnate you, um, and as a result, unfortunately, the same is applicable. You'll either empower or um, you'll do absolutely nothing. You'll have no impact. There is really no middle. And I, I want you to ask yourself this question. When is the last time you know for a fact that because of how you handled something, because of how you addressed a thing, because of how you carried yourself, because of how um, you perhaps engaged in uh, an atmosphere that somebody else's life was impacted, right? When's the last time you've been in a crowded room and you know for a fact that the weight of just your presence did something in that room? And for some people, that may be a foreign question. But the reality is everywhere we go, somebody should know that you are present. And we're still talking about sanctification. The the act of being set apart in and of itself is um, that's, that's a lofty mandate. That's a tall order. That is um, something that will either be appreciated or envied. And and I want you to know the two go together. Because sometimes people will get frustrated with who people say you are, even above who you say you are. Isn't it something that people can see in you sometimes what you can't even see in yourself? I'm reminded of being a young woman, and I promise I'll give you uh, text and context to go with uh, my argument this morning. I remember being um, a young woman, and uh, Nadine, I'm probably going to make you uncomfortable. I don't really care. I'm just sharing just out of courtesy because that's kind of what I do sometimes. Um, Being a teenager, um, early 20s, and, and 
please understand what I'm saying. This is not me pedestaling my friend at all. But I, I remember going to church, and I remember seeing the old church mothers. And, you know, when you're when you're a kid, and and when an old church mother is an old church mother, listen, ain't nobody tried to get at her in a minute. It's been a stretch. <laughs> it's been a little while, right? So, you know, you, you look at that and you think to yourself, golly, I, I mean, you know, dressed down to the flow, honey, in some cases she might have had a doily on or head covered or uh, the uh, old white nursing shoes or, you know, the usher's uniform with the collar up to right beneath the chin or uh, the sleeves down to the quick of her wrist. You know, all these different things. But in, in certain circumstances, there were people like, and, and you will probably never know who I'm talking about, but my Aunt Ruby, who was jazzy and classy and um, sassy and all of the stuff. But you could tell that she had a thing. She had a, a set-apartness. She had a set-asideness. Uh, you know, those the, the ones that you would walk in the room and you would know that there's just this thing, there's something that's different. Well, I, I had all these questions because while while we went to church and, you know, all that, my grandmother was, you know, older and, and pretty settled. But, you know, there were, I'm just keeping it 100, there were things that I was like, well, ain't that what they do? I'm just talking about what I'm talking about this morning. Or, you know, her moms and, you know, before she was completely sold out to kingdom living, you know, it, it just kind of looked similar to the world, and I, I could find myself asking questions and really wanting to know, what is the difference, honey? What is the the thing? What is the thing that lets the people know that you're not in the world, you're not of the world? And, you know, as a, as a teenager and going to church, I used to go uh, to this church called Independent Holiness, and um, the the late... Juanita Bradford, honey, uh, Mother Bradford was the most elegant, beautiful, saved, sanctified, set aside, foot stomping as she played the piano, hair swooped to the side, down to the ground. But, honey, when I tell you she was sanctified, I mean she was sanctified. But as a kid, you know, in your mind, you you still trying to figure out now how do I do this thing? And then there was uh, Tina and Lily. Lily was the good choir director, and Tina was uh, the songbird, and, and they were of that bloodline, and there was a thing, right? But when, when that's not been your experience, when that's not been what you've, you're, you've been exposed to, you still try to figure out how do I fit what I'm familiar with into this mold. How do I get from there to here? And I, I remember um, there were certain places that my mother wouldn't let me go. And there were certain places that I, I could go. And I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know how they're living over there. And I, I didn't get that as a child. Um, but the older I got, the more time um, that that I would spend with different people in different families and different places and things of that nature, I started to understand that, you know, certain families did certain things. Some of them, you know, my grandmother probably wouldn't have been too happy about. Others of them 
you know, there there were certain things that I would pick up, but I had Big Mama, that that, that was Ethel Faye Bolton, that is Ethel Faye Bolton, who is still right now to this day, um, one of the monuments in my heart as I recall what sanctification looked like. And she would sit up in her uh, sitting room and study the word of God. And every now and then she would just bust out and start crying. She would uh, lift her hands and begin to worship and adore our God. There, there were certain people in my life that left monumental benchmarks in who I am yet becoming. And it made me want to say, yeah, do that. Big Mama had this thing where she would rock back and forth in her chair as the word got good. Grandma would sit in her chair and she would read the word and all of a sudden you begin to see tears streaming down her face. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to feel that. I want to know what that means, that sanctified, that set aside part of who they were that needed the word of God, that needed time in prayer, that needed those moments of silence so that it wasn't just a one-way dialogue, but that God would begin to pour out his spirit on them so that they would uh, not only feel his presence, but gain strength in operating in it. I remember as I would uh, have my my clients come in one by one, here comes Tanya Nadine Alexander with hair just about to her behind, honey. And I was thinking to myself, Lord, I got to spend the next five, six, seven, eight hours in my sanctified self. Now, this is before I had completely surrendered and submitted my heart and my life to Jesus. So everybody would get the caution sign right before Tanya would walk into it. Now, listen, this church lady coming in here, y'all be on y'all best behavior. Don't be in here cussing. Don't stand right outside and smoke your blunt. Listen, have a seat, honey, and uh, operate like you got some good sense. And I remember sometimes Tanya would come in and she would say, listen, I'm not acting funny. I'm on a consecration, so I'm not going to talk much. Uh, You can... Say whatever you need to say to me, but my words will probably be really low. And I was like, oh, well, that's icy. And I know you guys have heard parts of this story before. Uh, And we're talking about, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that thing. Um, And we're still talking about sanctification. I didn't understand the importance of what living a consecrated life meant. I didn't understand the value of what it looks like um, to put yourself in a position where you could not only pattern yourself, but learn certain disciplines. And I'm saying all of this because one of the enemy's key strategies is isolation. I say this all the time. One of the things that he does is he'll tell you that you you can do this all on your own. You don't need anybody, and that's fine if you believe that lie. But let me tell you the, the value of having someone to model out living what a sanctified or set-aside part, set-apart life looks like. Now, even when we consider, and, and today our Primary scripture is going to come from Ephesians, the fifth chapter, uh, first through till I finish reading. So you can you can get that text together so so that I can give you a little bit of context. But 
when when Jesus um, arrived, uh, as it relates to when he was um, approved of by the Father when he was baptized by John, when the announcement was made, uh, it was it was really important that he began to gather those that would set the standard or the pattern for how we would live. It's really important that you understand that isolation, separation keeps you from a place of a different level of voluntary accountability. <clears throat> as as you grow in the things of the kingdom, as you grow uh, in your walk, as you grow in relationship with the Father, he will give you physical tangible, touchable, reachable, attainable benchmarks through the lives of others, right? And so so there are certain things that just because of, of the reality that people watch my life and pattern their lives after my life, and folks can say they don't, but I, I get it, um, I had to, everybody that I know has to, Jesus established it when he began to gather the disciples, right? They followed him closely. When he prayed, he'd tell them to sit and pray. When he moved forward, he would tell them to move forward. He explained and expounded, not just with his words, but with his life. When we consider Ruth and Naomi, uh, Ruth uh, was adamant about the fact that where you go, check this out, me too, player. Where wherever you're headed, I'm headed. When you consider Jonathan and David, uh, the same goes. Listen, uh, your life is my life, <laughs> right? I, I know that's my daddy, but but me and you, we are knit together. When you consider Elijah and Elisha, uh, listen, I don't I don't care where you go. I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying right here, player. I'm going with you. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And as a matter of fact, when you bounce, can I get what you got? Can you give me that grace, right? There is a thing that happens uh, in proximity of grace. If you notice, even in today's modern culture and societal norm, it is imperative that if you have a desire to do more, to be more, to experience more, we're still talking about sanctification, it is important that you spend time in close proximity with those who have already attained that which you are chasing after. There's a different level of accountability. There's a different level of expectation. There's a different level of um, impartation that takes place literally just from being in same and safe space. It is important that you understand that in order for you to be and do things in excellence, you have to be exposed to them. We're talking about sanctification, right? If you know that you've struggled with addiction, to make an active decision to frequent crack houses is borderline slow. If you know you struggle with alcoholism, why would you sit up in a bar? You know, you might sit there for a while and drink a seven up or two or six or eight. <laughs> However, by the time it's all over, you, you chances are you're probably going to slip. Well, listen, the beautiful thing is it works in the reverse as well. So let, let's go to the text real quick. 
and and let's just take a quick read so that um, you understand. I'm not just making this up. And again, we're we're coming from Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and I'm going to read it in the Message Bible because I like to give it to you like we're too. Watch what God does, and then you'll do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us but to give everything of himself to us. Yeah, love like that. Don't allow love to turn into lust, setting off a downhill slide into sexual promiscuity, filthy practices, or bullying greed. Uh, Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our style. Thanksgiving is our dialect. You can be sure that using people, uh, you can be sure that using people or religion or religious things just for what you can get out of them, the visual variations on idolatry, it'll get you nowhere and certainly nowhere near the kingdom of Christ the kingdom of God. Don't let yourself get taken in by religious smooth talk. God gets furious with people who are full of religious sales talk but want nothing to do with him. Don't even hang around people like that. (laughs) Uh, You groped your way through the murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes makes your way plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true. These are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ. Listen, listen, and then do that. So again, um, and that was just one through ten. Now, I'm going to just take you back to, to the very, very first verse. Watch what God does. And then you do it. My mother, with her silly self, who is an extreme movie buff, would say, as Norbert said, you do it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I play too much, y'all. I know I do. Um, The truth is that we are gifted with the perfect pattern. His name is Jesus. We were gifted with the how-to, the why, the, the, the mature adult decisions, the no longer drinking or sipping or lapping milk, however you uh, happen to indulge. But the reality is that as we become mature believers, there's a level of sanctification for real that you crave. It's the thing that, that keeps you when everybody around you is just kind of going their own way. There's an internal accountability system that starts to kick in from spending time with people who just live accountable lives. Nothing fancy, nothing major, but 
there there is something inside of you and and you know we could say something i say he is holy spirit holy spirit uh has this this uncanny knack this way this means of reminding us how amazing we are in god's eyes when you start to understand that righteousness is a gift that sanctification is a direct reflection of you embracing the gift of righteousness how about that the gift of righteousness to see if if we spend 99.9% of our time worrying about how not to sin, chances are you're going to spend more time sinning in your thought life than you are even in the action world. Because you sit here having an argument with something that's already absorbed in grace. When I started to understand that, that grace is not only um, never-ending, but I can't out his grace. All I have to do is receive the gift of righteousness. All I have to do is have confidence and competence in knowing that nothing, no one, not height, not length, not depth, nothing can separate me from his love. And all I have to do is emulate that as truth. Have you ever heard the saying, you are what you eat? You become like what you're around. The question is, what what covers the majority of what you spend your time in and around? If you were just to close your eyes right now and think about the closest five people to you, honey, do they all suffer with stinking thinking? Do they all go through bouts of depression and anxiety? Are the people that you spend the majority of your time with headed in the direction that you believe God is calling you or pulling you to? We're still talking about sanctification. A sanctified or a set-aside part, a set-apart life is almost always aimed at purpose and promise. And the only reason that I say it is when you start to live your life set aside, set apart, sanctified, your thought life becomes extremely different. There are certain things that don't even enter your mind to have to overcome. And I'm not saying that you live a a holy perfect thought life, because you don't. You still have to take the time to cast down and reject ideas that the enemy is always interjecting. As soon as you get outside in the world, from the time you open your eyes in the morning, from your cell phone to the news, contingent upon what you spend your time listening to or taking in or digesting, you always have to do, above all else, guard your heart with all of your diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. But the reality is, when you start to discipline yourself um, to live a set-aside, a set-apart life, there are certain things that you recognize because now discernment is heightened when you spend time illuminating yourself with the truth of the word of God. When you spend time with people who aren't focused on gossip, rather they are focused on garnering the attention to the goodness of the Father. When you 
spend time with people who will remind you that all things are working together for the good of them that love him and are the called according to his purposes. It is your responsibility to understand that how you govern your your communication life, um, your one-on-one life, your even your, your group gathering, somebody in the group is leading with regard to setting the example or setting the standard or setting the bar. My question is, is it you? Are you the influencer or are you the influencee? And if you are responsible for being the influence, what is it that you are influencing others to do? When people spend time with you, do they want to know more who the Father is? You, you should make people thirsty in every room you go in. And I don't mean being self-righteous or overly dignified. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, honey. There's something about presence that doesn't have to say, do you know who Jesus is? That is so weird. Don't be weird, guys. <laughs> don't, don't make people heck uncomfortable. I used to do it. That's the reason I could say it. That's why I laughed that hard because once upon a time I didn't know that it was just about living. It was just about being. It was just about somebody saying, man, yeah, when, I want to I know what that is. I want to know how to do that. that. That's how people should feel when you leave. Seriously. And, and it should be effortless. It should not be a laborious effort. You should not have to um, over-exaggerate who you are or be hecka extra for somebody to see the difference on your life. So, listen, with, with that being said, I'm, I'm out of time. But I want you to ask yourself a serious question. When is the last time that somebody encounters who you are? what you are, how you are, how you move around, how you operate, and said, yeah, I, I think I want to do that. How, how do I do more of that? How do I become more impactful in the rooms that I'm graced to walk into? How do I gain access to um, even a greater, deeper level of understanding of what kingdom um, – access I really have. Listen, I need to tell you this morning, you got power down on the inside of you. And I I know sometimes it may not feel like it. I know sometimes it may not look like it in your mind's eye, but I'm telling you, your life is valuable. You are an asset to every single establishment you grace with your presence. There is something about who you are that somebody is watching and they're desiring to become a greater example, a greater and uh, have a greater and deeper revelation of who God is because of you. Did you know that? Like that's, that's something, that's a thing. And you shouldn't take it lightly that you are valuable and that somebody needs your amazing example. Mute your phone. Mute your phone for us, please, whoever that is. Man. It, it, is, it is really important that you understand how valuable you are, seriously, and that somebody's life could literally be transformed just because um, you, you spent time, proper time, in the company of somebody who's, who got it together a little bit more than you. And that's what they got it all the way together because they don't. No, don't. Don't misunderstand. They don't. 
Don't don't let nobody try to trick you into thinking they got it all together because that they don't. They lie. <laughs> right? We all have uh, dips and dings and things of that nature that we still have uh, to work out our own soul salvation. That is the truth, right? So that being said, listen, I pray that something that I said um, reminded you that you are an asset, you are valuable, you are necessary, that we promise you are um, an, a complete asset to this world, and all you got to do is stand up in it. All you got to do is own it. That's it. They see. They saw. <laughs> So that being said, uh, I pray that something that I said encouraged you. I pray that um, that it will begin to uh, shift you and shift you into the truth of who you are in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Uh, there may be somebody who joined the call a little bit late. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I want to give you an opportunity to say Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Kenya. Hey, Kenya girl. Good, good morning. It's PR. Beautiful word. Powerful word. Hey, man. Good morning, PR. Good morning, Dewanda. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that word. Thank you for the confirmation. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Hey, Krishanda. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Great decoration. Amen. Good morning, all three, y'all. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Sanaje. And, and who else was that? Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Diane. Great decoration. Hey, Amen. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning Brother Al. Hey, Brother Al. Good morning. Who else was that? Shell. Good morning. Hey, Shell. Good morning. Good morning. It's Beloved Barb. Love you, girl. Good morning, Beloved. Hey, Dion. Good morning. Love you. Hey, love you too, a little bit. Good morning, sis. It's Mark. Good morning. Mark's in the house. Good morning. Good morning. It's Denise. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Nikita. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, darling. Anybody else? Good morning, Miss Rita. Hey, Rita Child. How are you today? Amazing. Keep it up. <laughs> Good morning, sugar. Good morning. How you doing, uh, prophetess? 
<laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, beautiful people. This is me. Hey, me. Hey, me, girl. We're out here tantalizing <laughs> people on your timeline. Uh, yeah, I do. Y'all can catch me on TV Friday with the Oxtails and Gumbo. Oh, well, come on, uh, moving star. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> the garlic crab and oxtails <laughs> this Friday, come Fox on. 40. That's beautiful, Fox 40. She's a whole moving star. Hey, hey D, good morning, Hey, man, anybody else before we move into love, life, and victory? Otherwise, let's love, life, and victory it. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Hey, Dion, good morning. This is Kedra. Hey. Hey, good morning. So when you said, um, God, you said so much. Thank you for that. But when you say something that you do to make where people are looking and be like, I want that, I want to do that, I do that. You know, um, I don't do it intentionally, but it's just be like the Holy Ghost that's in me. And I do it in my workplace because I come to find out I'm the only believer there, <clears throat> the only uh, person with the melanin there. So, you know, I'm under the spotlight anyway, and I don't mean to make it about me, but I just need to testify about how God is um, manifesting himself in my life um, while I go through my process. And so, it, and I like to explain things. I explain things, I'll, I'll tell the supervisor, but I caught my, I didn't catch her, I see my coworkers, I'm standing at the copy machine, and I see my coworkers, three of them came out they office. And they were sitting there watching me, and they was watching. I had my music in because uh, I listen to music while I work, you know what I mean, keep me afloat and keep me close to God. And so anyway, make a long story short, when I seen them look at me, there was like this look on their eye and their, on their face to where it's like, how is she doing that? You know what I mean? And I just, you know, I don't, I don't think it's time for me to explain well, it's never not a time, but it, it's, I'm not at liberty right now to tell them to start preaching God because I'm, like, new on the job and I don't, you know. So, but um, even if I do what I do and they want to know how I do that, I'm probably just battling. But um, what's for me is for me and what's for them is for them. But to know that I planted some seed or I did what God allowed me to do, I'm not going to stop doing what God is allowing me to do for them to say, Amen. I'm going to do that. So, Sound like plan to me. All you got to do is keep going. And some stuff, you don't have to preach. You just live. It's not It's not about explaining because some stuff is, is not explainable. The same way folks look at you and try to figure out how to They'll also do the same thing in trying to figure out how to disqualify you, right? And so at the end of the day, as opposed to explaining, you just learn how to live it. And let let who say what they say 
be what it is. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, as long as you understand that your life is a sanctified set-apart life, listen, I'm telling you the manifestation of God's hand on your life will do all the explaining for you. No different than, than Jesus and the dove ascending. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Some stuff doesn't require a, a, a explanation of any sort. That's all. Just just live it. Praise the Lord. I receive it. I thank God for you. Have a great day. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you for sharing, Kedra. Yeah, I like when you were talking about independent holiness. That took me back <laughs> to Mother Graphic. Mother Graphic's hair would stay laid, Listen. and she truly lived a sanctified, set-apart, holy Didn't life. did she do it? She did. <laughs> she did, and, and was not shame about it, and no, reared up a many, yes, a she many. Did. I, and I, 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 just, I just used to walk across the street and just watch that. I mm. love them. It was so amazing. But um, I'm, I'm here in, um, in this hot but uh, place uh, and across the street, minding my own business at a time set and barbecuing, right? So this guy, <laughs> he's, he ran in his mouth. He's a, a mental health therapist. So my flag went up. So I started asking him a whole bunch of questions there you about, go. Um, about mental health and why do people do what they do and people, you know, have an anxiety attacks and this and that and, and they say they're a believer and they say they sold out for Jesus. But yet you let this thing attack your body and your mind. And so we get to talking and he's smoking his blunt and there's a bunch of lady there and she's in a wheelchair. So we just hanging out, and I ain't saying nothing. I, I'm just, you know, being Lavina. And so uh, in the midst of the conversation, he said something. I said, yeah. I said, I need, I'm asking this question. I said, because I want to get to the root of the matter. He said, oh, man. So while we talking and stuff, so he, you know, he give him answering. So I was just in the middle, he said, can I get a hug from you? I said, sure, you need a hug. <laughs> I give him a hug. And I've always been told that my hugs was dangerous. By the time this man finished hugging, or I finished hugging him, he was so drunk in the spirit. <laughs> he was so well, he was messed up. Tears started rolling down his face. <laughs> and I just was cracking up inside. I said, God, you're funny. So in that, you know, just just being who you are, you don't really have to say nothing. Just do what God tell you to do. And so by the time it was over, I told him who I was, and you know, in, in Christ and stuff. And he said, man, he said, I got to see you before you leave. I lost you here. So I still haven't ran back into him, but it, it was just that touch. And I said, this is what the world needs. It's some genuine love. I said it was yeah. God's love that lifted us, you know, and it was a touch. And so that that touch just jacked him up. <laughs> I did. I watched this grown man just, just out of nowhere just start crying. And he was just oh. like, wow. Oh. And I told him that it, it was all God. 
nothing had nothing to do with me. I was just a vessel that he used. So, yeah. And that's living part of the sanctified life in this mm-hmm. place that I'm in. <laughs> a hug is an amazing thing, honey. Don't be look, yeah. don't you let a hug slight you. A hug will take you out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, and, really and pull real. you in at the same time. For real. Right, real. right. Yeah. Hey, Lavina, that's that's so funny. Yeah, I don't know if it's a rich rich Richmond thing, you know, the hugging people <laughs> and making them cry. I don't know. We was all the way in Cancun, minding our own business. Me and Sabrina are walking ahead. You know, it's a small pathway. So we're walking down the pathway heading to our room. And you know how you kind of glance back. Well, that's what we do. We glance back every now and then to check where the other person is or whatever. So we check. Dion has stopped walking. She has fully engulfed this little bitty white girl. And the girl is red-faced, crying, drunk. Her drunk sister is talking about, ah, that's an angel. You guys are my angel. I was like, oh, my God, me and Sabrina looked at each other. We can't take her nowhere without making people cry. Nowhere. Sitting in a restaurant, minding our own business, all of a sudden the people are crying. Um, but thank God for his love, though, because we're an extension yes. of, God's, uh, of God's love to people. Um, you know, COVID, whatever, whatever, you know. Um, but but let me let me let me let me go back to something that Kedra said. You reminded me, Kedra, of my days of working in corporate America. First of all, yeah, this is relevant too. But had I know, I just found out like mm, less than six months ago that Dion would tell people what they could and could not do when I came to the shop. Had I known that, I would have been mortified. Um, she 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 told she told me that some people was like, is Tanya coming today? Yeah, no, I'm gonna wait till next week. I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> I didn't bother people. I didn't. I did not bother people. I I you know what I realized is that I grew up in a um, soul winning church. Like that was that was a dominant one of the dominant things that we do. I was never really aggressive like that to go out street witnessing and give people the five facts of Jesus and, you know, expect them right then and there. And some people, it was effective for some people, it wasn't for me. I didn't realize until later that what I was doing was being a silent witness at work. Because when you go to work, they pay you for your time. They don't pay you to evangelize. And so you have to do so skillfully, the way that we live our lives, the way that we respond, the way that we encounter people, the way that we um, handle projects. Um, um, you know, they talk about ethics. Ethics and values are very important in every workplace. They might be different, but ethics and values are important to a workplace. And so it's important for us to, re- to, re- to respond in kind. Um, but when the opportunity presents itself, of course, you know, we can share. Um, and so I just remember being that light. And I remember never trying to, I wasn't trying to overdo it. I was just being me, being respectful and doing the things that I, I believed were right to do. And people were watching. It made some people mad because they thought I was better than. Not at all. I'm just, I'm here to do a job and I'm doing what the Lord tells me. Here's what else I did. Um, sometimes I would sit in an area and I would, you know, we didn't have Bibles on the phone, so I would have my study books, go to the lunchroom or the break room, and I would read my word, and some people would ask what I was reading. Um, sometimes I would 
Uh, anytime I went to lunch with somebody or I was about to eat my lunch, I'm saying my blessing off my food. I don't have to bless yours because I don't know whether you believe or not, but I'm going to say, excuse me one second. We're in the middle of the country. Excuse me one second. I'll bow my head real quick. It's a little 15, 20 second, I mean, a 10, 15 <laughs> second prayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, and it wasn't for show. It was me doing what I naturally do in an environment that it must have been for some people, it might have been spooky, or if some if church was really good that Sunday and I came to work on a Monday, how was your weekend? Let me, do you really want to know? <laughs> do, you, do you really want to know? Because I'm going to tell you. But, but I'm so thankful for the understanding that sanctification, A, is a process. Sanctification is available to us. And when we are sanctified, it positions us for God to use us as vessels. And I'll stop on that note. Very good. Very good. Very good. Amen. <laughs> I just want to say this real quick in response to what Anya just said. Like, like I don't try, um, but somebody sneezed and I said, God bless you. And uh, they said, thank you. I said, don't thank me. Thank God. So I do take little opportunities to, you know, give those nuggets. But thank you. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yup, Dee Dee. Oh, you got me. You got snotty nose. What'd you say? You got snotty nose. No, I just sound like my husband this morning. I'm a little <laughs> deep. But I, when you were talking about Mother Bradford, oh my God, I just got so excited because, you know, we were at, um, you know, Davis Chapel where her uh-huh. sister, Auntie OT, was. So uh-huh. we would look so forward to, as little Methodist CME kids, coming right. over to, to y'all church where it was the smoke, right? But I could yeah. just see her beautiful smile, and she would always tell my mama good stuff about me. Like, like you know what I mean? And so I remember her and looking at her as the epitome of what that looked like, The, the just the whole, her her posture and, and them, them the singing and all of that. So just thinking about that this morning and her being set apart and and, and Richmond is different uh, as Kenya says we do we do hug and love differently but just the reminder this morning of that just gave me so much um joy and just to be a part of such an awesome like you know it was nothing like merging churches and the choirs marching in and we would be in church all day long but I remember her smiling face and that 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 paint she would play the keys off that thing but I thank you for sharing this morning, sis, and I love you. That's all I got this morning. And what Tanya said about being in the workplace, and even though me, I may not always, I wasn't always playing gospel, but there was still something that drew people into my cubicle for prayer, for a scripture, or even asked me to come walk with them, um, to pray with them, and share stuff. So it's not all about, you know, it, it, it was good. I'm going to go on mute because now Bean is acting up. So thank you, sis, for the share. <laughs> Amen. It's the little things, y'all. I promise it's the little things. Hey, it's Krishanda. Love the declaration. Love all the comments, especially um, what Tanya said about, you know, just being. And um, what I just like to say is just be love. Be Mm -hmm. love. Okay. Honey, love will do it. Amen. Uh, good morning. Uh, this is Dion. Uh, great declaration. This is Brother Al. Um, I can relate. I work in patient care as a nursing assistant, and I remember I sat with a patient 
some years ago, and they were 5150, and I was sitting in the dark, and I had my light um, on my Bible, and I was reading. And before I knew it, the lady looked at me and said, what are you reading? I said, I'm just get, reading the word, getting something from me. She said, well, you read it out loud. Mm-hmm. So I read it out loud, and I'm like, wow. And before I knew it, just me by saying it, opened up my mouth, probably saved that woman's life because she uh-huh. got locked. And I'm just like, wow. I'm like, I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't try to do anything, but Lord puts me in those, in these, in these, in these areas. I mean, many times, and I just be obedient, you know. So they know because they, they know the presence of God on you, you know. I've had, I've had my job. People tell me that they be glad to see me because it's like the atmosphere changes, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. They, they know. It's a, it's a big deal, even when you think ain't nobody paying attention. I'm telling you, they be watching. Look, Jay-Z got a song, The Streets is Watching. Sorry, y'all. Look, Ghetto, I love Jesus, but I like Jay-Z, too. <laughs> Sorry, I play too much. Anybody else have anything? Good morning, Dion. I'm Steve Wonder. I'm trying to walk the train, so if it gets too loud, I'm going to go on mute. But what uh, stood out for me was when you talked about being an influence or influencer, being influenced or an influencer, and the people in the circle that we keep. Hold on. It was it wasn't that bad, Miss D. Uh it's Amtrak. We're moving rather slow this morning. And I, I and I and I, so I thought about that. I thought about the people in my circle to be held accountable and also model and be modeled with in the circle of people I keep. I think that's really relevant yeah. and important because we see each other, you know. Recently I've been put into uh God got me he's you know, he do what he's doing. I just say yeah. So I'm in a place where uh, it's a ministry that has been operating for well over 50 years in the city of Richmond, but that there is no direction. So he has me right now just like talk, having some hard conversations. And it's it's been challenging. And I ask every day before I get on that call, like, Lord, what am I to learn and what do you want me to bring forward to the people that I'm sitting with? It's been really challenging this week especially because uh, – this this group isn't operating, and it's like things have been going so long. You know, you get complacent and things being done and not done correctly or not done properly, not done according uh-huh. to the word of God. That it's challenging, and then to be to be jumped, <laughs> so to speak, on the other side when you bring it out. But I thank God for the counsel He set around me in this place too, because I always call first, have some conversation, and pray with them before I approach stuff to make sure that DeWanda is not doing what DeWanda thinks, but also following the lead of God. But I think it's really relevant and important about the people that we encircle ourselves around, just like this call, and those learning to be the influencer and also being influenced by those who keep good company and we have a good rapport with. Have a blessed morning. I'm going to complete this walk and workout. Very good. And it's true, honey. Your circle matters. And contrary to what some may believe, you need one. You need one. There's a level of accountability that uh, begins to manifest in your life when you have the right people around you. I'm telling you, there's a, a degree of accountability that's a gift, not just to you, but to the people that you're called to. Don't shun or be uncomfortable or frustrated with small beginnings, with um, everything else. Say it again. What you say, Priscilla? Okay. 
Anybody else? Any questions, comments, commentary? Hey, Dion, that wasn't me. This is persistent. Oh. Oh. Okay. Anybody else have any questions, comments, or commentary? It wasn't me, but Grace Share says, love you. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Dion. This is Juanita. Can you hear me? I can. <laughs> um, well, just um, thank you for your declaration this morning and um, just all the comments and things and the, the same thing as far as, you know, working in different um, areas that I've um, worked in the settings as far as a nursing home or a school setting or whatever setting it would be. Um, I've always had like someone, you know, um, um, just to give an example, like what, what Tanya was saying, just being you in there, you're not, you know, trying to profess anything. You're not, you know, standing up in the middle of the floor praying or preaching or, um, but um, one guy came up to me and it was a mother and I think I've told this story before, but it was uh, his mother was in the nursing home and, and he was visit regularly. And one day he came to me and he was, um, he asked me, could he tell me, he said that God was speaking to him about me and that he wanted to pray with me, you know. Um, and we were pretty much like in the middle of the floor by the nurse's station and, you know, there was a lot of traffic in that area like people just coming in and out and people coming by. And we stood right in that middle of the floor and he prayed for me. I mean, he was he was saying things that um, God, well, you know, like that God had told him to say to me and he was being obedient. And I thank God for that. And that was just a, a blessing to let me know that, um, you know, that other people were, you know, seeing you in the workplace. People see you and they do acknowledge that, um, that you are a child of the king, you know, not that you professional, not that you trying to be, you know, more or saying that you're this or that or whatever, but um, he did um, speak some profound things that I know that God was actually, it was a confirmation for me, the things that I was kind of bothered with at that time. But um, it just, to me, you know, um, like you said, keeping the right company, you know, who are you spending your time with or what are you spending your time doing? Um, you know, and so um, that, you know, it just was confirmation. And I thank God for just your, your word and on this morning and everyone's comments. So have a blessed day. Man, thank you for sharing, Swanita. And yes, and, and without a shadow of a doubt, I promise you, if I don't tell y'all nothing else, listen. I'd have been in DDs before. And this this lady was like, Oh my goodness, your light bright? Is it? I wasn't saying nothing. I wasn't talking to nobody. I was just pushing the basket like people do when they go to DDs. Right, but we we for real, we have the power to have that impact, y'all. To to the degree that the lady was like, Can I get a hug? Absolutely, honey. Like like Sabrina texted and said, A hug is a universal love language. She speaks hugs. And listen, I'm I'm with Sabrina. I speak hugs. <clears throat> Amen. Anybody you know, else? Um, Go when ahead. the brother was sharing, when the brother was sharing, he was in the hospital reading his Bible with a light on in the dark 
I think yeah. our lives should be such that in the world of darkness that our lives are the light. And yep. the way we carry ourselves and the way we live our lives and the way we speak and move, because only in him we have our being, that light should illuminate so much that as everyone is sharing, they're drawn to us because people are in a state where they need love. They need to know that there's hope and where to find the hope and how to live all that out. So I'm just honored to be on the line with um, amongst you, Pastor Dion, and everyone else who has come to the realization of who we are and why God has called us and saved us. We're nothing in and of ourselves, but to make him known that he is seen in the lives of his children and his followers. I just Absolutely. love being on the line with you. Just really love being on the line with you all. Amen. We love having you. Thank you for sharing and thank you for being a part. God bless you. God bless you, darling. Good morning, Dion. This is Kim. Thank you. Hey, how are you? Amazing. Yes, you are. And I'm I'm just I'm so tickled. I, I'm listening to this morning's call and, and um this this group of, of people and spirits and hearts that get together, this has been um this is is has been the biggest and best part of my circle since since this storm in my life began and I'm grateful because I I too am goofy. I'm really I like I play entirely too much. And that's been something I really I really do. I I just I keep people in stitches and sometimes it it's it's um it's I get a little I question myself and challenge myself like you can you need to be quiet cuz somebody's going to get the wrong impression. And I love listening to your freedom and the way God you I can tell you spend so much time in his presence. You are just full of him. And and it's so validating. It's so confirming. He likes us goofy. I didn't know that in before before now. You know what I'm saying? Before before listening to this call, these calls and getting on with you, I never I never really realized I, he really likes us goofy. He never took that out of us. He didn't take it out of me. Uh-huh. And and that's this 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 is this is part of that sanctification process. Our our un, my understanding of sanctification was formed by the world's uh, imprint, not uh-huh. God's. He, uh-huh. He's he's more he's he's such a loving God and funny. He's funny. He has a great sense of humor. Uh-huh. And this has been such great confirmation for me. And I'm I'm I, I love it. I love it. Thank you all. I mean this 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 call declare victory. This is amazing. This has just been huge as far as the uh, uh, exponential growth in in that transformation process. Well, I'm thank so you. glad. Thank you for being you. I love you. That means everything, and I love you too, sweetheart. I appreciate um, the feedback, and and I thank God for. Um, pardon me, for even giving you the idea and opportunity to revisit the freedom of sanctification for real. Because it really, it is it is more freeing than anything. There is nothing more um, satisfying than not beating yourself up, than, than not living in self-condemnation. There is therefore now 
No condemnation, none. You don't have to abuse yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up. When you really understand the power of grace, when you really understand that his righteousness is what makes us righteous, nothing that you do, not your works, not your deeds, not that you don't have any works or deeds to do, but at the end of the day, his righteousness is enough. His grace is sufficient. And even with the scripture that we used and in context on today, again, Ephesians 5, listen, watch what God does, and then you do it, right? Like children who learn the proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love. And what, what, if you are anything like, grew up anything like I did, where for real, the letter was, was the rule, right? The Bible says that the letter killeth. The letter killeth. I don't want to die. I don't, I don't need your self-righteous, religious, rigorous foolishness to govern my life. When I am in a whole new covenant and his grace covers me, but after a while, his grace is so good. His goodness is so good. His love is so good. I just want to be like my daddy. That's really that's really it. Because when my mama do it, she do it like this. And when my daddy do it, he do it like this. Listen, that's fly. Right? Even watching my kids. And sometimes I'll be riding with Josiah, and he'll see somebody homeless. Hey, mom, can you stop right quick? Yes, yes. Oh, sorry. You hear me? Can can you stop right quick, Mom? Yeah, sure. What you doing? Oh, he that man right there. I need to. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Love, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that, Dion. That part. Yes. That part. That's what my that's what my baby say. I want I want to do that. Let me let me do that. Right. So that's all we doing, y'all. Is we learning how to love better. What if we stop sending people to hell? What if we stop gossiping to death and just love people well, love people to purpose, love people to promise, love people to leverage the life of a believer, love people to uh, the, the point where they understand, listen, your mistakes do not disqualify you. They do not disqualify you. I don't care if you high right now. <laughs> listen, that does not change his love. That does not change the leverage and the access that you have to the Father because after a while, you just want to love him back. That's all. You just want to, Lord, teach us how to love better. All the rest of the stuff, you can keep that. You can keep that condemnation. Move move around. Get away from me, child. Trying to find a problem with me. Leave me alone. (laughs) Anybody else have anything? It's so good. When you when you realize the simplicity of sanctification, it's like you don't even have to make it complicated. You don't have to stress yourself out. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make sure you check all the boxes here, dot all your eyes, and cross all your teeth. You just be. You just exist. You just dwell oh. in Him. You just mimic Him, and eventually, uh-huh. it's gonna show. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you. It's pretty simple. Say it again. What you said was so important and for us to hear this morning. Christ don't condemn us and beat us up. It's the religious laws and rules that sometimes we have implemented that cause people to walk the other direction. Mm-hmm. We have to really be careful with that. How to trying to correct everybody's life and looking at people from the outside, not looking at the heart as God does. 
That could uh-huh. cause a lot of lies. Like you said, sending people straight to hell. And while you sitting on the other side saying, I'm all this. That's not cool. Uh-uh. And it's not helpful. Who the hell? Nobody. Say it again. I was just going to say to um, know what he's like, though, we have to make sure we're spending time with them so that we can be like him. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Because without doing so, what are you patenting yourself after? That's all. Hey, Dion, it's not so good so with the, how we really um, look, because people can, can really hear what we say, but they're watching us, so we don't really need to wear a sign that says, I'm saved or than you or anything like that, like Miss C said. It's just there's, there's no condemnation. And sometimes I know on the call, because I have people that'll text me, they're like, wow, because it's so transparent. And for those who not really stuck in, oh, yeah, in tradition, it may be a little too much because they, you know, how you, you got to unlearn some stuff. So when you just said, if you're high right now, somebody may have taken that the wrong way, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? So it's just a place to really be free and to, to understand what it looks like. And it's, there's no condemnation. I don't know how much clearer it can be than that. Mm-hmm. Listen, there are, are people who... When when we first started the call, when I say would be high as cool to brown, I need y'all to be clear. For real, for real. I'm talking about I'm talking about keys. I'm talking about left left lane high. Listen, my job is not to get you sober. That's not my job. The Holy Spirit has a job to do. My job is to teach and preach the gospel. That's my job. My job is to disciple men. My job is to evangelize. My job is to speak truth to power, right? And and listen, folks will come to fellowships and be nice just as good. That ain't none of my business. My responsibility is to love you. That's it. That's my job. I don't have nowhere to, to send you. You don't know why people go through what they go through or how they get to where they've gotten to that has them in that broken state or broken place. And it's not your job to fix them. It is your job to show up consistently in love. That's that's your job. Now, them same people that used to be high as Cooter Brown, can I tell you a secret? Ain't they high no more, Right? They, they, that's not they, that's not they struggle today. I, I've watched people go from literally full blown addiction to full blown deliverance, walking other people out of addiction of whatever kind. And I'm not just talking about drugs. I'm talking about a, a, a alcoholism. I'm talking about being a liar. I'm talking about being a serial fornicator. I'm talking about an adulterer. All of that stuff. Listen, lots of stuff goes on that you may not know that I may be privy to. But it wasn't my business to chastise them with that. That's that's not my job. My job is to love people and give them a safe place and never throw it up in their face. That's not our job. Our job, my job ain't to get get everybody together. That's not my job. Hey Amen. Anybody else have any questions? We all state of transformation. Yeah, that's in, it. We come in under the influence of whatever. We're in a place of transformation. Just let us be. You know, exactly. and this group I'm a part of right now, God, like I said, he, 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 he got jokes. 
when you put somebody who don't want to be somewhere somewhere, then you know that you got to be there because he said be there and do it this yeah. way. But that's what I get. When you try to chase <laughs> me with the word and you being incorrect and holding yourself in a self-righteous position, it's just like, okay, guys, you got to handle this one. Okay. I don't want to step out of line. But it's, I hear this so regularly in these last few months. And it, it, that's that person's place where they sit. I want yeah. to condemn from that place, you know, and it's saddening at times. That's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, then you start to think about the grace that you required, and it just kind of expands yes, yes. the grace that you extend. That's all. I required grace. And for, for some people who can't take my freedom, how about that? I still require grace. Amen. I'm not going to request it. <laughs> but but how how somebody else feels about my freedom is that's not my problem. You deal with that. Your issue. This freedom is so good to my soul. You hear me? I love it. Thank I wish you. I could hand it to everybody. Yeah, D. Say that part again. What you just? Cause I gotta get that to our money. What you just said? How you feel about my freedom? How you? Yeah. How, listen. How you feel about my freedom is not my responsibility. Yeah. That's on you. You That's do, a bar. do and feel however you like. I don't care. How about that? I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not mean to laugh that hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm oh, do you that. gotta right win. <laughs> Every now and then, you just gotta bust out laughing because it be listen. People be frustrated with your freedom. Child, how is you frustrated with my freedom? If you don't. Go away. Hey, Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. Well, y'all, listen. Again, it's Wednesday. It's our set day to fast. Um, and, and I'm telling you, this fasting thing, it'll take you further into your sanctification process. And not because it suits God, fasting is not for him. It's literally for you. And there's a discipline that the flesh needs to respond to the spirit man, the spirit life that you are living out. It is literally your responsibility to build yourself up in the spirit so that you understand that you are in the world, but not of the world. You have access to a level of freedom that the world does not have access to. Somebody is watching you. Somebody needs your liberty. Somebody needs your freedom. Somebody needs your love. Somebody probably needs your hug. And in this season, I pray that you understand that you are powerful beyond measure, that you're not held hostage to your yesterday and tomorrow is not guaranteed. So you got to maximize your moments. And that means living in now, being present and cognizant of the fact that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the righteousness of God, that all you have to do is receive that righteousness and know without a shadow of a doubt that it is because of him you live, you move, and you have your being. And all you ever have to do is be. Just be and embrace the freedom that goes with um, being this kingdom citizen that not everybody even recognizes the power that they operate in. But know this. Uh, listen, uh, 
When you see somebody living a righteous, set-aside uh, set aside life, yeah, do that. It's really kind of fly. I like it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. You hear me? What I say? I like it on this side. It's cool. Amen. I love you guys, but I promise God loves you more. We'll hear you right back here at 5 p.m. on today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And don't forget, you are an influence. Bye, guys. Peace and love. Have a great day. Bye. Have a great day. Love you. Goodbye. Have a good day at work. Thank you. You're welcome, baby. Peace and love.